What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to the Anime Night Podcast. If you want to check out more, you can hear it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Go Plus Ultra! Welcome to the Anime Night Podcast. I'm Jake, joined by my friends Cam and Maddie. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to be here with you guys because it's been like really stressful today and yesterday and this week. So this is kind of a good breather. Stressful because you have no heat and then we're currently experiencing an Arctic blast. An Arctic blast. (laughs) (laughs) 54 degrees, guys. To me, that's an Arctic blast. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like a My Hero move? Arctic blast. (laughs) It really does. And the hero's name would be Snowman. (laughs) And he's a literal snowman. And he'd be my favorite hero. (laughs) Because I think it's genius. Uh, Well, I'm just tired. I'm honestly, my house has, is fully equipped with heat. So that's been great. But I have not been sleeping adequately. And so I'm really, really tired. (laughs) That sucks. I know how that feels. Maybe you should try taking away your heat and then you'll sleep better. Wow. I've never thought of that. Uh, That's really innovative. (laughs) Thank you. Truly innovative. Just trying to solve your problem, you know? (laughs) Sounds like both of us slept great last night with both of our heat out. I did not sleep great last night. Oh, well, never mind. (laughs) Jake, are you trying to steal Cam's update and make it your update? My heat is out more than Cam's. (laughs) How, How cold is it in your house? It's at least... 55. 54 is, is as low as it's gotten here. I don't want to say that Cam won. Yeah, but I think I just, you know, have, I've experienced a harder time than you have. I feel very warm in this house right now. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know why it's going up now. Maybe the heat's on. I don't know. Hmm. It's maybe going up it's, slow. It's going up really slow. Or maybe it's because I walked in the house. <laughs> oh, speaking <laughs> of bringing the heat. Ow, ow. If you like the podcast, if you listened to us before, if this is your first time listening, if you're very intrigued, uh, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That's probably where you're listening right now. Uh, while you're there, give us a rating. If it's not five stars, I will cry. <laughs> yeah. Or come at us in the comments if you hate us. No, please don't. And I'll, I'll fight you. I read it. You'll fight comment. him with your Arctic blast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, what are we talking about today, though? Are you going to tell us? Orbital children. Orbital children, a.k.a. extraterrestrial boys and girls. Is that really the a.k.a. of it? Yes. So when the... I know it's always said that at the end of episode, but... Yeah, I think that's the actual translation of the show from Japanese to English. But someone looked at, at it and said, that's stupid, and changed it to Orbital Children. It is. It is pretty stupid. Orbital Children isn't much better, but it's better. Yeah, I mean, I I was intrigued by the name. I first saw this anime on one of those, like, best anime of 2021 lists. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was intrigued by it, also because it's on Netflix. And I figure Netflix anime right now seems to be the most accessible to people. Yeah. Like, obviously, Crunchyroll... Is like a big name, but I feel like more people have Netflix than have Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. So super exciting to try to do something that a ton of people have access to. But whenever I look at those lists, that's like best anime that's been released in January of the year 2021 that has to do with sci-fi themes featuring children. Uh, it gets really specific, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'd click that link. 
Yeah, like what the bar there with yeah. the bar is how many could there be? What are they ranking Four, against? Four, three. <laughs> there is a neon genesis that has to do with all of those things. <laughs> yes, if we take out the year of, of its release. True. Fair, fair. Are they in space <laughs> though? Are they what? They're not in space. Technically, we're uh, all in space. Yeah. Damn, that was deep. I, I was going to say no. But this show Mind draws blown. a very clear distinction between Earthers and non-Earthers. Spacers. Yeah. Yeah. True. Great point. <laughs> Good point, Jake. Um, before we get like really deep into it, Jake, what was your thoughts? Just kind of up top. I'm like very curious. You have not said anything about this anime once. I haven't, have I? You have not. You're usually very Yeah, vocal. you usually make a comment like while we're all watching it together. Yeah. I, it depends on how I think of it. If I imagine that I'm watching like Jimmy Neutron, then I love <laughs> it. But if I'm trying to think of like a show that I would really love. Like at Neon this, Genesis. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. At this stage in life, it is really dumb in my opinion. Wow. Okay. That's hard. Cam, Some thoughts? hard shit. Um, at this stage in my life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Oh, really? <laughs> no, 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 I did think parts of it were kind of, were a little cheesy, but I did think the premise was kind of fun and the characters were fun. Overall, like my impression was fun, good, short, sorry. Wow. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. like kind of it, but it doesn't go like anywhere like impactful to me, you know? Mm. It is enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah. if you think about it too much, it becomes not enjoyable. And it tried to make you think, you know? There's oh, a lot okay. of stuff. And I was like, wait, what? It's like I watched the have you guys ever seen the Jimmy Neutron movie? Yeah. Yes. We're the kids I watched of that a couple months ago. Whoa. And it was great. And then I <laughs> mm-hmm. said, like, all these people are fighting giant chickens in space without helmets on. <laughs> and it just became you know, it's yeah. not feasible. Uh, he's a boy genius. Clearly he's thought this through. <laughs> it has to be feasible. Yeah. Well, these kids were also boy geniuses. Apparently, you know. Yeah. No, they just had AIs that they could be like, get smarter, and it didn't work. And they'd be like, <laughs> wait, wait, even smarter, go. <laughs> okay. We can't get that smart. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> that was a rewind sound. Okay, so before we get into that, because I want to talk about it, I I don't think we can move forward until we get a 30-second synopsis. I'm ready. I I feel like I can do this one. You can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Three. Is this a countdown? Or a a (laughs) count? He's going to go three, (laughs) four, five. (laughs) All right. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, three, two, two, A group of kids uh, participates in this space exploration uh, type mission event thing. And they go to the space station where they meet this other kid that's only been raised in space. And so they're trying to do whatever their mission was in the first place. And then a whole bunch of crazy shit starts to happen and and almost destroys their spaceship. You're getting faster. Like you don't even take the full 30 seconds. It was because I don't know. I I don't know how far I am into it. I feel like I started slow. That was like 22 seconds. Was it really? I see it's fast. It feels like seven seconds to me. I feel like I need to write these out. You're not even. No, I started at 7.22 on the camera and you stopped around like 7.48. All right. Well, how did I do? Yeah. I feel like I (laughs) I did it. Yeah. That's what happens, right? Yeah. 
I'll be honest, I wasn't paying a ton of attention. I didn't say what happened to the space station. I said some crazy shit. And so now, like, if I was reading that synopsis, I'd be like, crazy shit happened to their space station. Yeah. What could have happened? Watch show. I think I sold the show for everybody listening just now. I think you did. I'm just curious. Does anyone want to hear, like, the Wikipedia synopsis? Is it going to make me feel better about my synopsis? <laughs> I have no idea. Like I said, I wasn't really listening. All right, cool. We'll find out. I'll let you know how I feel. Okay, awesome. In the year 2045, <laughs> internet and artificial intelligence have become widespread in the outer space, the space that is on the outside. Uh, following a massive accident at a space station, a group of children are left behind. Using narrowband and SNS, low-intelligence AI, and smartphone-controlled drones, they overcome numerous crises. My snobs is way better. <laughs> <laughs> way better. Yeah. Do you think if you were a kid now, it would hit harder, like, all the plot lines of the show? Yes, and I, th- I think of it a lot of the same way that I thought about Bubble, the parkour mm, Little mm-hmm. Mermaid bubble show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it felt bubbly. Yeah, like, and— texture-wise, color-wise. Even the, the, the demographic of the show, I don't, I don't know that it's specific to male versus female, but it is young adult fiction— so that's something that the director was intentionally going for. And so yeah. obviously at the age that we are, we're probably not the target demographic. And we also aren't the target for Shonen though. And we love it. Yeah. yeah I know. But I feel like a lot of times we do have that conversation where we're like, I like, I can appreciate it, but I'm yeah. very clearly not the targeted yep. age demo. I don't know. I feel that yeah. way even no. about some of my favorite shows. Totally. I get that hundred percent. I feel like when you said smartphone technologies, I was like, yeah, Mount this is chosen for me, <laughs> you know? But they did use their smartphone, I guess, quite a bit. And it was in, built into their hand. Yeah, I which was really cool. loved that. Yeah. that There were some cool, like, ideas that were put in this show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I did like their artificial robots. There's only two of them that were, like, companion robots, right? Dark and bright. Oh, yeah. And I thought they were kind of fun. It kind of reminded me of Pokemon. I know I'm Pokemon nerd, but... I mean, it was fun, you know? It kind of had things that I could grab onto them, like, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their gloves were like Pokemon glove style. Oh, fingerless gloves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fingerless gloves, very Pokemon-y. Um, the director of the show also wrote it. And cool. they did another series back in 2007 called Dinna Coil. No Coil, um, which was also a sci-fi series. And what I thought was really funny was that it took place in the year 2026, um, which does not feel very science fiction-y anymore. At this point. Uh, yeah, people keep making science fiction shows and time keeps going on. Yep. And now it's just scary and I want time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this set in? This was set in the year 2045. That's right. Mm-hmm. And released in the year 2022. Do we think that life will be like that? In 2045, like we'll have that technology and people will do that? No, no. I, I think space technology, when I think from like when humans first conceptualized space technology up until like the moon mm-hmm. landing, I feel like we were like rapid pace, like get there, get there, get there. It was called the space race. Yeah. And after that, I feel like everyone was like, okay, we got there, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, we don't need to do anything else. Like, I just don't feel like there's the same advancements at the same pace. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so I don't see us building a space station and birthing children on Mars with artificial intelligence implanted into their brains. By 2045. By 2045. No. Fair. 2050? It's a different game. The world is freaking out that an actor 
will be filming a movie in space. You guys heard that, right? No, no. what was that about? Something about Tom Cruise filming in space or something. He would do He'll that. He'll probably film a 10-second clip in space. Still. Wasn't, um, like, wasn't George Clooney in, like, a space movie and part of it was filmed in space? I don't no, I don't think so. I, don't I, don't I feel like that's never happened. Oh. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if anyone would do it, it'd be George Clooney. I feel like Tom Cruise would. Yeah, yeah, true. I just feel like- Does I George picture. Clooney do his own stunts? No. Does George Clooney do stunts? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like all actors have stunt doubles. A lot do, yeah. Because it's dangerous to do your own stunts. I've only seen George Clooney in like business movies. What? Yeah. Like what? I think he's in like gun. Isn't like Ocean's Eleven? Oh, is he in Ocean's? That's right. So movies are categorized as a a business movie? A gun movie? (laughs) Like you just wear suits and walk around a lot kind of movie. And then you have like a girlfriend and you laugh and you're in New York City, that kind of thing. Like a, a romantic like a rom-com. comedy? <laughs> yeah, a romantic comedy. Yeah, let's go with that. Starts out all businessy. Though. I don't know that George Clooney's <laughs> in any rom-coms that I've seen, but I could be But wrong. business movies. He could be in some of those. I think I he's romance. Like, isn't he like a sought-after male actor person? Yeah, he's a sexy man. Yeah. But <laughs> what? That was a funny. funny. That was isn't a joke. Isn't he a sought-after actor person? <laughs> yeah, he's a sexy man. Anyways. Anyway. Wasn't George Clooney in space, got it. Point is, this is a space movie. And I will say that it was a movie. Um, when this was originally produced, it was released in Japan as two separate films. Um, part one coming out in January and part two coming out in February of this year. However, when Netflix acquired like the global distribution rights, they decided to release it as a miniseries. So they released it the same time that that part one was released in Japan. That's wild to me because I would probably prefer to watch this as two movies. Definitely. Well, no, just one movie. Yeah, I feel like it could be like a Mugen Train yeah. like movie. Yeah, no, no. I mean, was not Mugen Train, what do you mean like it? Length, like a Mugen Train. Oh, length, train, length, time. Train, length. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could see that, but I mean, there was a 30 minute episodes, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. like 36 minutes. So I feel like two first movies would longer. 40, I think. No, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if it was like a part one, part two, but I I could see it being one movie. Oh, wait, I guess that would be, yeah, two hour and a half long movies. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like it would be more digestible as, and I approached it that way, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, never mind. I feel like stories have to be really extensive to have a part one and part two. Well, this one had six parts, technically. Like as a movie, as an hour and a half, two hour and a half movies. Yeah. What's interesting is I was reading a lot about like the writer and the director and their vision for the work as a whole. Um, and they had to cut a lot out of the original screenplay. It went through like a really? hundred drafts. Yeah. Like a hundred different revisions. They cut a lot out to make it into this two part series. And I just keep thinking like, what did you cut out? Cause that was, you know, three hours long of just another hole is ripping. Yeah get to the other room. Now that we're in this room, get to the other room. Now that we're in that room, let's go to another room. <laughs> this is the Mars room. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they say that once? Yeah, mm. there's a Mars room. This is like kind of random, but what was the crab for? Oh, I think that was just to illustrate that it was a silly, kooky, wacky space station built by uh, Japan, and Japan likes silly, kooky, wacky things sometimes. Okay. 
that, that was all, my take on yeah, it. That's all I thought it boiled down to, but I didn't know if there was a purpose or not. Yeah, I was wondering if there was a purpose too. I just was like, cool, crab in space. I think they said, like when they were showing that moment, they were saying like the the characters were talking, they're like, built by Japan, blah, blah, blah. What Japanese technology? Huh. And I was like, the crab, is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a Japanese? There was nothing State else kooky on the outside. Was, was it there not? Was not on the outside. Stuff? I mean, there was the, the mascot. True. But it was just a normal space station than a giant ass crab on the outside. Hmm. I wonder because the space station was called, um, I have to actually look it Anshin. up. Anshin. Anshin. Do we know what that means? Space station. Space crab. Hemisphere. Uh, I hate when we just don't know something. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell us. Now, you, now you've made me think. What if it has something to do with the crab? Oh, could. that could be cool. Though the mascot was a bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see that, that? Okay, so here's what I want to say. Yes. The characters in this show, I feel like we're all really likable. Yeah, I enjoyed. Well they all kind of had like really good like personalities that, you know, didn't, nobody like over talked besides the main character, mm-hmm. um, Toya. But I did not really get the bunny. What? I, that was my favorite character. Really? Yeah. He's the old man? The chief, yeah. Yeah, the chief. He's like been part of the station for ever or something? I don't know. His whole life. I don't know. 20 that years? Was a, yeah, I guess years. maybe that was it. And then he just like stuck around and now he's in a bunny suit. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And they oh, still well. let him roam around even though he has dementia. Yeah. <laughs> I would don't, say. I know you forget all the time, but don't forget while we try to go to this <laughs> other room because we need to get to this other room. The ancient fairy, a.k.a. Chief, was my absolute favorite character the entire show. I wanted to see more of him yeah, I at get any that. chance. I could, I could see it. it hit, that kind of character is like a coin flip. People are going to love him or they're going to hate him. You know, I would have, I, I wanted him to say more stuff. I would have preferred if he was like an AI. That would have been fun. Oh no. I thought it was funnier that it was a person. It's, you know, it's interesting as you keep talking about this, it sounds like it's a very, uh, I liked this, but type of a vibe. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and I did look up just some of the general reviews. It's got like a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a 6.9 out of 10 on my anime list. Um, I'd give it those. <laughs> there was a review or a, an article done on Anime News Network that gave it a B plus, which I guess you know B. a B plus is pretty good. I thought like B plus is yeah. good, but I saw the B and I was like, oh, so it's not an A. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. I, it just seems like everything that I could see about the series was like kind of what Jake was saying earlier. It's not, it's not bad. It's a good series. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd ever watch it again. Nope. And I don't know that I'll really remember most of it. But I think we could refer it to someone if they were like, I'm looking for a movie about space kids. If they were like, like, I need a movie that is about space technology and children in space. Orbital children. Orbital children. It does have some adult things in it. Like what? I mean, spoiler alert, but uh, one of the main characters dies, which I feel like is not super kid-esque. I was shocked that she got sucked out into space. People can die uh, in kids' movies. Yeah. In is this, Jimmy it, Neutron? But it's just considered, this isn't considered, though, like a kids' movie, though. It's considered a shonen if it had to be considered something, right? It's young adult fiction. 
So that's below Shonen. Shonen is as pretty, in the age range. No, they'd probably be on par. On it's par. Just, okay. Shonen is sp- technically specifically male oriented. Yeah. This is just there wasn't like a gender denominator to it. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I liked that she died. I wasn't like shocked that it was going to happen. The blood looked kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. That she was like spitting up. And speaking of her, she's probably my favorite character. NASA? NASA? Yeah, because she's like the catalyst that like kind of finally triggered everything, you know? Like all of this like shit about seven, this comet, seven poem, second seven. I was like, yeah, but like whatever. And then John Doe and then NO2, NO3. And then we get NASA and she's like, I'm part of John Doe. I'm I'm the bad guy. Uh, yeah. I was like, it made it tangible at that point. Right. Like, oh, okay, that's something that any of those million things you listed is actually happening now. Yeah, the plot came really late in yeah. the show, I feel like. It was just them kind of in space for we don't know why getting hit by a comet. Mm-hmm. Why were they in space again? You said it in the synopsis. They just, wait, who? In the kids. Space? Which kids? Uh, the main kids. The Earth ones or the space ones? Oh, the, the Earth, Earth ones. ones. The Earth ones, they had won a contest. Gotcha. It was... I don't know that I can remember. I have it in my notes somewhere, but I probably won't be able to find it. Okay. So it was just a contest. That's just all I needed. It was the Deagles Youth Space Experience Promotion. They won it. Imagine if that was one of our promotions at work. Would you take it? Not like a job promotion, like a- If you get to go into space? No, like a- like a- like a promotional item, you know, like a promo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I would- Love that. Yeah, to be work to work in space. Yeah, or a promotional item. Super remote. Super remote. Mega remote. Technically, you're always in the office. Your office is the space station. You can't leave. We That's are true. in that space. That sucks. Your desk is basically a space station. If you think about it, it's just a very secure space station. Yeah, that is my dream. I mean, I feel like I've mentioned to this to you guys before, but if I could just drop everything and go to space and never like have the option to return i would totally do that really that's like, crazy like if i was to go on the interstellar mission that would be a dream <laughs> you, would you be sad that you aren't gonna see us anymore it'd be sad but <laughs> it would be like the dream of my life come true was wow. it that like a I don't horrifying know if I knew that. experience for him mm-hmm. yes I, i'm yeah. sure i would get to space and i'd be like fuck <laughs> 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 but Honestly, yeah. I like I love the vibe of this show. I love space in general. So definitely like a B plus. But like would you freak out if you went into a black hole and you were trapped? That would be a dream. Or what if you ran into seven or second seven? What what do you mean what if you ran into them? Seven and would what? be okay, but Aren't they comets? Seven? No, they're they, AI they, they took over a comet with their, their AI? AI technology. It was like a skin around the comet. I have more questions. All right, let's keep going on the on the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, we've literally we've been diving around in the plot. We've been jumping around. If you haven't seen the show, you've already been spoiled. So you might as well stick around with us. Um, but yeah, so basically, these three main characters, or three of the main characters, Mina, Taiyu, and Hiroshi, um, they are they've won this promotion for this company, Deagle, which is obviously Google. Um, they win this. Pro- oh well, it was all the Google colors. Duh. Yeah. And it yeah, was yeah, yeah, Deagle. Yeah. Gotcha. And they have a couple other those there. It's like um, they have like these Oniqlo space to- suits, which look like oh, yeah, Uniqlo. Yeah. Space mm-hmm. toots. Space, space toots. toots. <laughs> yeah. But it looked like Uniqlo. It was very cute. They had a couple of those moments. 
And but they want this promotion to go to this space station where they meet Toya. And Toya was born on the moon along with this girl named Konoha. Um, we basically learned that they've got these implants that are helping keep them alive, we think. We're not really sure. Because um, obviously they got stuff going wrong with them. They're in a bad way. Um, then we meet... Uh, but they're trying to hack those implants. Yeah. To, to disable them. Toya is. Mm-hmm. Konoha seems to just be a very meek little girl. Doesn't the implant... Forgive me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I may have misinterpreted this whole show. Doesn't the implant like kill you at like 13 or something? No. So the way they described it in the show was this all-knowing AI Mm -hmm. named Seven that had been developed, I guess, to help humanity and was constantly improving on its knowledge. Mm -hmm. Seven, at the peak of its intelligence as an AI, developed these implants for children who were born on the moon. That's right. Um, Before that, Anyone who was born on the moon died like before age three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there was like 15 kids born, 10 died before age three. Uh, I don't know what happened to the other three, but Toya and Konoha are the only two left. And they have these implants that help them live. And the way they were designed was at a certain age, they were supposed to dissolve out. And then I don't know, get replaced. I don't, I don't know. But they were supposed to dissolve. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't, only like part of the implant dissolved and the rest is still in their brain. And so now they're having these like weird malfunctions, hallucinations, gotcha. um, hearing things, all this kind of stuff. And Seven, the original AI that created the implants is no longer around because it got so smart that it went crazy and is this after the peak it. of its intelligence? Yeah. So basically it got smarter and smarter and smarter <laughs> and smarter until it was so smart. Brain blast. That it- <laughs> Brain blast. <laughs> it hit a level known as lunatic. And once it hit that's, lunatic. Oh, that's what that is. Once it hit lunatic. It released this weird cryptic message that Earthlings started to call the Seven poem. Um, it was the last message from Seven before Seven. I can't remember if it like self-destructed or they killed it, but it yeah. died. And the last remaining piece was the Seven poem. And there were like conspiracy theories about what it meant because no one could decipher it. I don't know, religious groups around it. Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was just nonsense because the AI had gone crazy. Um, but this seven poem, basically the part that people could decipher said that roughly one third of the human population should die, die as it was interpreted. I didn't know that's what lunatic was. Now it makes a little more sense. I didn't know a lot of that. I, it would have been very <laughs> helpful if they did like a five to 10 minute scene setting up. Didn't they do that? What the, was going on? They did do that. It was just hard to follow with, um, Toya and the other guy. Uh, Tayu. Tayu. They like were a like, backstory? Yeah, remember like Tayu said like, um, or Toya was talking about his father, how he worked for. I don't even remember what happened to Toya's father. I like had that. I, that but that's where all that information was revealed was right there. Mm. When he was like, I want to try and help you solve. I want to try and fix you. I want to help you fix your implant. Oh, Tayu's father who worked for UN? Tayu's father worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Tayu was like, that's when they were talking about all that stuff. I definitely was like mixing up their names. Tayu, Toya. Yes. when you, Especially if you're reading the subtitles, they mm-hmm. just kind of become interchangeable at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, true. They really so do. So true. 
rabbit trail that whole time. I've, mm-hmm. I've been watching, rewatching the Lord of the Rings. Okay. And you know the narrator, Kate Blanchett. There's a narrator in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah at either. the beginning of every movie, pretty much. What? No, there isn't. When was the last time you've seen him? Man. Yeah, there is. Like a year ago. Really? They set up the whole story at like the beginning of Lord of the Rings. So they are in the beginning. And this is the Lord of the Rings. No, she gives like the whole story of like the elves fighting Sauron and Isildur, oh, cutting off the finger. I remember that. That's Kate Blanchett. She's the voiceover narrator. Your narration had like a me- melody to it. <laughs> no, I, I was just comparing like the narration narrators in my head. talk with a, a lilt in their yeah. voice, you know? Yeah. You know how she narrates? It would just be funny if Maddie was the narrator of that. But like just casually talking. That's ah! what I was thinking the whole time. Oh, over the show. No, over Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> specifically, over <laughs> not over Rings. Orbital Children. But I'm saying the Orbital Children backstory yes. over yes. Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. That was basically. I'm saying it would be a funny YouTube thing if you casually narrated a serious movie like Lord of the Rings in place of Kate Blanchett. Dude, but like the like, whole movie? No, no, just the little intro that they do. That'd it's like be hilarious. Two it would be hilarious. That'd be great for your reel, too. Because it's very serious. No, I'm talking about comedy. <laughs> comedy can be for your reel because she's doing the voice and narrating. That's like, I would love that if I was trying to catch Just because it's it. so serious. You know, it's the Lord of the Rings plot, but like you're casually doing it. Okay, let's record it. Okay. I'm in. I, I just think it would be so Can funny. I make animal sounds? <laughs> what? Like like be the bird or like, or like the horses that they ride on or something? I don't know. <laughs> Leave everything else in, and then it just cuts out silent. I want to be a part of it, guys. I want to be a part of the project. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that's where they released all that information. Yeah. Tie it. Tie it. Tie you and Toya? Titan and Tuki, yeah. You mentioned (laughs) Taiyu's dad, and I thought this was a really interesting nugget at the very beginning. Taiyu gives this whole backstory that he's there to restore his father's honor or something. His father worked for UN2. So I guess, I don't know if UN still exists or if it just went under and they were like, we're going to have to create a new organization. Don't bother coming up with a new name. Just call it United Nations 2, <laughs> the sequel, I guess. Um, and it sounded like the, his father was disgraced because he was the one who discovered the seven poems said that one third of the human race should uh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. killed, and the UN two punished him for that. Yeah, or retaliated against him, um, which seemed really weird. And Taiyu was like, "I'm going to let the world know," and yet he was really mad at Toya because Toya was like, "Yeah, I agree. Mm. That one third of the population should die." And Taiyu was like, "No, never. You can't do that." Mm-hmm. And he's trying to arrest Toya because I don't know. He's been trying training his own droid to intelligence hack and become smarter and smarter by pressing buttons and saying, be smarter. I feel like Unlock the smart. more you talk, the more I realize I did not pay attention to this show very much. Dude, here's the thing, man. This show, like, like this show is, like, fun to watch. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. visually, yeah. Like, the characters are bubbly. Yeah, like, it's a cool premise, cool little ideas. There's always, like, a cool little gimmick that keeps you going. Mm. But, I, like... There was nothing for me to grab onto. Like, I just, like, like the, all that seven stuff didn't hit home until, like, the last episode or the well, second last episode. They didn't really, I didn't know any of that until really the last episode, but I watched the last episode today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember it. <laughs> what do I remember about the last episode? Because I finished this a while ago. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Okay. Can we skip? No. Let's let's keep going in order. Let's make this for you. The first episode, we go through it in order. We'll make it. We'll just kind of go through the main things. Basically, so everyone's on this space station now. You've got the contest winners. You've got the moonborn children. You've got the workers. Everybody's all there together, having a good time. Taiyu's trying to arrest Toya. You know, 3D printing stuff. Yeah, and that is when a comet that. Okay, this is a fun thing to talk about. It was a Comet Water Comet. So there's a brand called Comet Water, and they get their oh, water yeah, from a comet. From like a melted down comet of pure water. Liquid. <laughs> they say it melts down into plasma, not water. It was very weird. Um, but that it goes on a collision course with the space sh- space station, which ends up having this like big collision. Um Everything, all the systems go down. It's freezing. There's low oxygen. NASA gets injured. And her, Mina, and Hiroshi are together. Toya and Tayu are together. And no one knows what happened to all the workers for at least the first. All the workers are like AI, right? No. So like. Oh, like the captain and stuff. Like Toya's uncle. Uncle, Who is the mayor of the space station. Even though there's only like five people on the space station. I'd be honored to be that mayor. And then there's like two other people, a girl and a guy. So that was cool because, like, that's definitely where most of, like, the characters, like, relationship building was kind of happening, you know? Because you, that first you got to see, like, Mina wasn't just this social media influencer. She kind of cared. She loved her little brother. She was so mean to her brother. Brother? All the time. Okay. I think it was, like, her half-brother. Half-brother. But she was so mean to him. Yeah, but when, like, they definitely, like, you could tell they, like, looked out for each other in yeah. certain moments. But that's what I'm saying. Like, brother and sisters are supposed to be mean to each other. Like, yeah. literally supposed to be mean. I felt like Mina the whole time. I mean, it's supposed to be nice, obviously. but like, She was you know only that. out for herself. Uh, mm, I feel like she could have been Mina. Mina? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was good. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. Jake, Wait, isn't so Mina hilarious. in Japanese everyone? Uh, That sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, Mina. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying everybody. So was that her, her like intro to her social media? That's what it meant. She was just like, Mina, Mina. Wow. Mina. Damn. See, that's Like good. she was saying like, Start everyone, out. everyone, it's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I took it as she like kind of loved her brother. She definitely was mean to him at, at points. You, but you got to see how much um, Toya cared for Konoha. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was cool. They all had to kind of like figure th- each other out and go through something to like really reveal their personalities. Right. Yeah, mm. I could definitely see that Toya loved Konoha. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I didn't really feel it. Uh, <laughs> NASA, NASA hates the kids, and she says that repeatedly. She does say that a lot. She She's says like, it kids. a ton that she hates kids, and she says it to them at one point. Yeah, She's like, this is why I hate you kids. And they're like, you're so silly, NASA. <laughs> <laughs> they really were like that now. I think about yes. it. Yes. So that's hilarious. Did you guys see it coming that she was the villain? No. I, I did it. I, yeah, I did like 30 seconds before. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you I did didn't a three see hour it. long <laughs> show. Before she revealed herself. Um, NASA, I, I think the one thing that really kept me off guard. And so, like, when the collision happens, NASA is in an elevator with Mina and Hiroshi, and she gets like thrown and she gets hurt. So the entire time, like the first two hours, NASA is in like a wheelchair or Mm -hmm. limping. She's just so hurt. And so you don't really pay attention to her. 
But when she does talk, she talks about the seven poem. And that was what made me very suspicious about her was mm. I was like, she knew she knows she, a lot about this. Yeah. I was like, I was like, she's sounding kind of creepy. She yeah. keeps talking about the seven poem. Like she's some like weird freak follower of it. Good thought. That's true. Yeah, if I rewatched I, it, I probably would see. And her coming. saying I hate kids all the time, you know, is yeah. like another thing that could be like maybe she's the bad guy. I don't know. Yeah, I could not place my finger on why she hated those kids so much. Mm-hmm. But she did have like, you know, the the like girly, cute nurse character down, mm-hmm. you know, so like you wouldn't suspect her to be the bad guy. Yeah. You know, you were like, she just must have a weird personality. And a large portion of it. In the beginning, she was like out cold, mm-hmm. so she oh, was just yeah. kind of there. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. That was their way of deflecting. Mm-hmm. Great deflection. But like a big chunk of the show, at like she's knocked out. They're trying to find Konoha. They revive her at one point. There's not like a lot of big, exciting plot points. It's just everybody trying to escape from one room to the next. And but they're trying, trying to get to, to the control center, basically. Yeah. Like that's the goal for the next two episodes is. Yeah. Their goal was like, first it was, we have to get in a shelter. And then it was, never mind, we have to get to a different shelter. Then it was, no, we have to find Konoha. Oh, because the oxygen's leaving this room. Yeah. Yeah, And then after they found Konoha, they're like, there's a rip. Now we need to go into this hatch. And after that, they were like, okay, now we need to go into this other hatch that leads to a tunnel that goes Uh outside uh the space station. And that'll take us to the control room. And they said, oops, no, the control room's broken. And they said, now we got to go to the Mars lab. Or the Mars Museum. Dang, you got this like memorized. I've got it like in front of me kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh, I was like, you remember <laughs> this show well. But it, it did feel like, even as I'm looking through it, like what points to really talk about, nothing really big happened. It was mainly just like, here's something cool and space related that we can say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. But there were a lot of really funny moments. Like I did really like Hiroshi. He seemed to be really excited to be on a space station, mm-hmm. and he was really smart. He was a boy genius or something. Back backing up a little bit, mm-hmm. did you guys like? Did you guys like the fact that they used their robots to like fight and they shot little? I've been static uh, ball. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking shooting. about that. Like, did you? Was that cool to you? Was it? I, was it stupid? Are you talking about when like the virus or whatever it was? No, like no, early like on when they were dark. The droid Dark would like send out an electromagnetic pulse that like flicked Hiroshi on the head. And oh. also, but didn't the robots like fight for a minute? Oh yeah, dark the robots and bright. Fight each other. It was yeah. like a whole like two minutes. I don't really remember that, but when they were shooting like the thing that was spreading, mm-hmm. yeah, with AI yeah, technology, thing, that yeah. was cool. You liked it? I thought it was. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool too. Yeah. What'd you think? Like, was it like stupid or? I don't think it was stupid. I thought that was one of the really charming pieces of the show. I agree. Uh, just the use of droids. I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of anime focuses more on like mechs mm-hmm. and on the spaceships. Um, and there's not as much of an emphasis on cute little droids. True. Yeah, it was like an anime Wally. Yeah. yeah. Like an anime cool. Wally. Yeah. Basically, the big turning point of the show it seems like they go outside through the walkway to get to another part of the ship and they notice an s pattern which is used to describe like what you're talking about that attacking ai that was coming through the walls and they noticed the crab yes the crab was there crab was there crab was definitely there do not forget that it's important Uh, but that's basically how they notice that the space station is down because something's attacking it and it's an s pattern that matches up with the poem 
which I don't know what the poem is. That part eluded me, but I was like, how is this crop circle in the poem? It made no sense to me. Well, couldn't it was only like it was like kind of like their depiction of what data and binary messaging looks like or whatever. Oh, is that what the poem was? It was just that's what the crop circle type. You're talking about those circles in the thing? Yeah, but they said it was an S pattern from the poem, the seven poem. Yeah, huh. I think uh, John Doe decrypted the poem a long time ago. Like that seven left behind in the S pattern. But so... So S pattern needs to be decrypted. So I don't know if the S pattern was the poem, but it was like the same form that the poem came in. Oh, it came in just some like weird crop circle. I think so, because I remember NASA saying that John Doe was the one that decrypted it. They're the ones that figured out that a certain amount of the human population needed to die. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So they see that. They starts getting cold. It starts getting, it's already been cold. It's been cold a very long time. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But one thing that, I think it's very interesting. So in this moment, they see that they're talking about the S pattern. They finally get back into another safe part of the space station. They see that the control room has been busted, but they remember that there's a secondary control room. Always a second control room. Always a second control Always. room. If you don't have a second control room, you're not doing it in life. Yeah, I'm turning yeah. the show off if there's mm-hmm. not a second. Mm-hmm. We have an extra podcast room set up next door. Exactly, so that's do. our secondary control room. Mm-hmm. Um, where all of like the workers, the mayor and his two other people are still alive. The three people that apparently run this entire space station, um, they're still alive. And that's when we start, like the characters kind of sit down for a minute and just kind of chill. They're like done running from room to room to room. They've got somewhere to land. And that's where NASA really starts talking about her beliefs. Mm -hmm. And here's what I didn't understand. Did y'all understand it? I'd love to know. She keeps talking about how the S poem predicted all this stuff. And she was like, the S poem predicted that that would happen. He predicted that this would happen. They were yeah. predicted that. Like, you I would- know every detail of the future. Yeah. And I was like, what is the S poem if it predicted like Toya will say, you're not my mom or whatever. <laughs> he didn't say that in the you're show. You're not my but mom. I was like, how specific did this poem get? They never really read the poem, right? They just said the poem. Well, yeah, no, but they she had did, like a yeah. little, she had a little screen that kept going like 99%, 97%. Like she was like, I know what's happening. Everything has been happening exactly as it was predicted. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was more of a general statement, but I see what you're saying. I mean, I have no idea. Well, I remember at the end when Toya was like with Seven that they said, this was predicted that you would come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how specific it got, but it seems like they should have known. I just couldn't tell if the Seven poem was like a prediction for all of life generally or, or specifically like a, it was moment like, by moment in this year 2045 on this specific day this specific event will happen yeah no i couldn't figure that out either because then nasa should have known that she was going to die i think she did know that yeah. she was going to die that's why she well, was she like, said someone had to die yeah, today she, did say or someone. she said only one person is yeah supposed to die today looks like it's me right so it must not be that specific i don't really know but we find out she's evil mm-hmm. in this moment. Yeah. She like reveals it. She's got a gun and she's like, that comet's going to hit Earth and everybody's going to die. It would have been cool if the beginning opening of the show was the poem in some form, but like kind of like narrated. cryptic. Oh. So that you could see it play out, but not like so specific that you'd be like, oh, I know that this is coming. Dude, I have an anime idea mm-hmm. from that. What if there's an anime? Should I copyright this anime idea so anyone takes it? What if someone takes it? Copyright Cameron Floyd right now. Trademark my idea. 
it's ours now. Government, whatever. Um, what if there was a show that every intro or the first intro had like this decrypted language message in each episode, you got like a word filled in on the intro. So then like you don't, you would like be looking forward to seeing what happens in the show, but it also reveal the next word in this giant paragraph. Like, and, some, but so part of the show is like the end of the show and the other part is like, what's the paragraph say? So is it like a big plot reveal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plot. It could it, be a plot reveal or it could just be some stupid, I would make it just some stupid something else and ruin everyone's life. And then somehow talk about how it was the most. Like the Vinland saga paragraph that's like <laughs> sort of a description of the show, but it's not like a key point that you're waiting to be revealed. Yeah, but it's also, that's also revealed. Or would you want it to be like Naruto and be like, in the end, Itachi was good? No, nah, but it's got to be deep. It's got to be yeah, it's got to be a deep saying like Vinland Saga, and it's got to be part of the show. Like it's got to reveal something about the show. And then the last two episodes, you know, whatever, guys. I think we're <laughs> on to something. We're on to something. I think you know it's copyrighted. We're good. I copyrighted it. It would be cool. Did it? You can totally do it. But I will say that original anime that's not based off of a manga is extremely hard to get made anyway. So mm, maybe true. get someone to help you make it into a manga first. Was this based off a of manga? No, which Damn. that was part of the the story that I was reading about it was yeah. the director was like, it's really, there's a lot of hurdles you got to jump through to try to get an original anime made that's not based off of a manga because then you have no like proof of concept. You can't be like, there's already an audience for this. People will come see it. Yeah. Huh. You could test it out on our podcast and say one word at the beginning of each episode for mm-hmm. a whole season to create a sentence. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, Maddie, do you have anything to rant about with the show? I feel like you probably don't. I, you know what? I don't. It's so like middle it, of the road. Yeah, it's, it's so it's neutral hard. that like y- you don't know what. Yeah. I, it's at six point four. Do you have a neutral rant about the show? I'll go into a neutral rant as we round out the end of the show. Because, as we all know, Nasser revealed she was evil. They fight her. They win. I won't get into the specifics. It was a really cool battle of droids and drone birds. And so they win. The world is saved. The comet does not hit Earth. They make it home safely. At the end of the show, it just says, six months later. And after six months... They created a new UN. This is UN 3 now. They're on their third UN, the third sequel. Mina has become a billionaire from filming the disaster. That's not how that works. That's definitely not how that works. You don't just get to own the rights to a disaster. Hiroshi has won the Nobel Prize. For what? I don't know. After six months? That makes no sense. And Toya is living with Taiyu on Earth. Why? I don't know. It made no sense. They just skipped forward six months and they were like the entire UN2 was disbanded and once again created a brand new one with the same name. That was very, yeah, I agreed. I feel like the last episode really like solidified the kid aspect of it. It reminded me of like, spy kids or something Mm. where like they're going on a new mission now under the president and like flying in sweet jets and stuff yeah for no reason just because kids would be like sick 
Yeah. You know? Sick. Sick. That girl filmed a, a disaster <laughs> and made millions off of it. Yeah, that was an expensive what? cell phone video. Yep. What? Expensive cell phone video. Can you just imagine Maybe though? you just like paid ads on her like, you know, massive following. No, she said, or it said that she had the only video evidence of what happened. And as a result, she became the 21st wealthiest person in the world by selling the rights to those videos so that people could make like movies and books and TV shows based off of it. Oh, that is insane. That is pretty crazy. There goes one of my trivia questions too. What? What number richest person was she? Richest person. Did you just watch this last episode today too? Yeah. Cool. Trivia's gonna be fun. Hey guys, guess what? what? I rewatched the last episode today. Did you really? We all watched the last episode today. I but I I rewatched it. Hmm. Well, Jake. I guess it's time. Wait, 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 wait. I have some more things I want to say. I did really like, and I haven't found this in a while, that I really enjoyed the charming message of this show, mm-hmm. which was to me, you know, the future can't be predicted because we have our choices to make. But it was predicted. Seven predicted all of it. Except the end. Remember, Seven predicted that, that Toya would let go. Remember, Toya would let go, and then he was like- That's what Konoha interpreted. N- that's what Konoha kept saying and seeing in her brain. Yeah, but she saw the poem because she like connected to seven or whatever. Yeah, I thought twelve was like that was the only part they could. Yeah, the fits word. Like it kept it couldn't figure out this one part of the, the word. The only part that you can't predict is what you will do with your future. Dude. And then and then it was really it was really intimate <laughs> when they both grabbed each other's hands and I was like, This is cool. Konoha said, yeah. Fuck your future. Yeah. I love Konoha. And I was like, boy, get it. And then yeah. that's how, that was my like emotional response. I feel like it was obvious that was going to happen though. I will say this. I was thinking this as I was watching it today. This is the exact opposite of like a Neon Genesis ending. Yeah. It is exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. It ended the exact way that I thought it would. I, I thought so too. I was like, there's no way they're going to let her die. They kept teasing Konoha's like predicted future and they kept teeing up that the seven is never wrong. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, clearly they're going to say <laughs> Seven's going to be wrong. She's going to choose not to go. I did. But I think, the, <laughs> I think the delivery was good, though. Like, I thought it was delivered on, as in, like, a spectacle moment. It wasn't, like, over the top. It wasn't too long. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why I'm saying, like, I enjoyed it, you know? I knew, totally saw it coming, too. But it was, like, fun. I felt the emotion in it. Yeah. If I was younger, I would probably love this. For sure. Yes. Ton. For sure. But yeah, then the six years, six half, six months late, six months later, six months. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> you didn't need this. Yeah. You know what I'd love at this age though? What? Some trivia, 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 trivia. <laughs> Wait on you, man. <laughs> Triviosa. No, it'd be tri- Trivardian Leviosa, right? Trevardian. Unguardia Leviosa. That's Wingardian Leviosa. Wingardian Leviosa. You know how I remember this? How? From that dumb, it must be Oni cartoons or something like that, that YouTube video of mm-hmm. Ron and Hermione. Leviosa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that one? That one? Yes. <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> uh, Anyways. All right. 
Are you all ready? Yes. All right. I have a decent amount this time. Really? And oh, one gosh. wild card that I will sub- subjectively pick the winner. Is the wild card holographic? Bro. Yes. <gasps> Dude, a holographic anime night podcast card. Bro. <laughs> Merch. Dude, I love Dude. I love the thing that Maddie got us. I, I come in here all the time and I look at that, you know, first episode plaque. I think it's awesome. I don't even have one of those. I need to buy one for myself. We'll buy you one. Yeah. Can we make that? Can we have that merch? Trading card? Yeah, card. Well, we don't have a Pokemon card yet. We do have t-shirts for a sale. A PSA graded crown. No black one crowns. wants stickers. They they want cards. Dude, cards are on the rate. Collectibles. That would be so expensive to make. You never know. No, nah, dude, it probably could. It probably wouldn't be like if we just designed it in Photoshop and then just like printed it with like Moo or something. Okay. I guess and a, then how would we sell that to people? Business card, Pokemon card. <laughs> well, like, like yeah, I'm sure you can pick stuff. different sizes. I don't know. You just say, we got trading cards. We thought it was fun. DM us and give us a Bitcoin and we'll give you a Pokemon. Oh, I think you we get should... a pack and they'd be like, shit, I got a Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all Jake. I got a there's, there's only three of them. I think we're on to something. <laughs> three Jakes. <laughs> This pack sucks. But it could be us doing like different faces and shit. <laughs> It'd be funny because y'all's would all have like different clothes and mine would just be the same black hoodie every time. <laughs> That's the point of the Jake card. It's the shitty card because it's the same. <laughs> and it's, it's the same art every time. Uh, oh my God. We're on to something. We're on yeah, to something. For real. A lot of great Trademark ideas. Trademark happened. Copyright that. That's our idea, bitch. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get some trivia. What percent of humanity needed to be euthanized? Exactly. Was it 36.9? 39.57. Should I give it to who's closest? Yeah. Wait. Is it uh, Price is Right rules where if you're over, you're wrong? Yes. Cameron gets it. <laughs> what? He gets it? It's 36.79. Wait, then how would that mean that he gets it? He said 39. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said 35. It. Oh. No, no I, I didn't say I said 39. It was 39. It's 36.69. 79. You said 36.9. Okay. Well, I so was. So we were both wrong. Yes, but one of us was writer. That wasn't the rules. Zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> to start, only to start. How many followers did Mina have? Dang it. All these number questions with Jake, dude. <laughs> what else am I going to ask in this show? What color was... <laughs> to start? Did she have a million followers to start? 10,000. No, it was closer. It was like 600,000 or something. She wanted to get to a million, right? I don't remember. Should have we do the same rules as last question? Yeah, same oh, rule. No. 600,000. Okay, none of you get it. What was it? A hundred thousand. She had a hundred thousand. Mm. Okay. You would have had it if you didn't up your answer. Hey, Maddie, do you think Jake's question is going to have to deal with a number? <laughs> I think it will. What does <laughs> lunatic mean? <laughs> you literally you picked the I next question. Said? No, what does it mean? They give a definition. Of- oh. Uh, 11th dimension thinking. That sounds right. Is it? Please tell me that's right. That's. I was so confident. It is like reaching to be right. 
the specific definition. He's talking to all your other selves simultaneously. Does that mean I give it to you since I didn't reveal the answer? He didn't reveal the answer first. I'll give it to you because that's close. Sharing your thoughts with your countless adjacent selves. Yes. There's no way I would have. Which is 11D thinking. Yeah, yours was like a a grasp at it. Lunatic, yours was like synonymous, but mine was like the explanation. No, mine was the vocabulary word. Y'all's was the definition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was looking for the definition, just to be clear. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to number. How old was NASA? She was 22. 21. Karen got it. What? She was 22. 21. Because I specifically remember when they said Mina was the 21st richest person on earth. I was like, oh, they just said NASA was 21. Which makes you feel a lot better no, thinking that she was No, they said a 22-year-old died. They said a 21-year-old died. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna sue you. <laughs> I'm going to sue you for a bye. I remember because I was like, oh, she's 21st richest and 21-year-old died. A lot of 21s. Wait, so what's the score? Two to one. Or one to one. One right? to one. One to one. Yeah. So it all comes down to the subjective... Wild card. Wait, Wild don't you have card. two? No. Jake has First been one was zero. by the most cruel Price is Right rules. Yeah, yeah. Price is Right rules. Pretty bad. All right, one so to one. You got Lunatic, you got NASA. Cool. That'd be a good song. She got a lunatic and you got NASA. We're on the space station. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> Man, I never thought I'd have to make a country song out of something <laughs> Maddie sings. She got a lunatic and you got NASA. We're on the space station. She got a lunatic and you got NASA. We're on the space station. She got a lunatic and you got NASA. We're on Space Station. That was actually a great song, dude. Like, it's a fucking hit right there. So many good ideas tonight. Oh, yeah. All right. It is whatever I deem most entertaining. <laughs> great. Let's do it. And it's, you don't have to snap or anything because you're both going to give an answer. Okay. Best acronym for FITS. FITS? a great question. I believe it's F-I-T-S-Z. Am I right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. That's right. Best acronym. For Interstellar Teenagers Slap Zebras. That's really good. That zebra's like caught me off guard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Was it F I T S Z? Yeah. Final integer to stop Zootopia. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's all I got. Oh my God. Both of you had to do with zoo animals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Z's a hard letter. That's why I thought Zootopia Because I was like Zebra, 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 zoo <laughs> Is it four teenagers? <laughs> it's Tuya, Toya <laughs> Mina uh, Glasses kid Hiroshi's younger 
Ooh. Cameron wins. No! It was not four teenagers. No! Mine was factual. Oh, you could have said five. <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man, I want a technicality. Dang it. So you're saying mine was more accurate? Yes, there were a lot of integers in this show. There were. To stop Zootopia. Exactly. Dumb question. An integer is just a number, right? Or is it like... Yeah. It is just a number. I think we all know what an integer is. And we don't yeah. need to describe it. We I don't need to say. Everyone already knows. Okay. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I also, this time, have some voice actor fun facts. Dude, I've missed wow, this segment. I have been missing this segment. Let's hear it. Who do you want to hear about first? The coolest one. Are none of them cool? An integer is a number, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we all okay, knew that. Okay, cool. okay. We all knew that. Just a whole number. I'll do relevant to this season mm-hmm. to start. Tayo, Tayo, the not spacer, the earther. Earther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is Canute. In Vinland Saga. Oh, okay. Cool. And Yuri in Spy Family. Oh, oh interesting. That interesting. is kind of cool. I love how we cared more about like, Spy oh. Family than Vinland Saga. Yeah, that's obvious for me. I'll save the best for last, but NASA surprisingly is Kyojiro. Which really? I have what? a hard time believing. Wait, what? That's, that's what wild. it said. I was like, this makes no sense. That and, does not make any sense. And she's... Kilowa. Is she Kyodro as a child? Maybe. Was he a child in the show? There's probably a yeah, flashback. Yeah, maybe there's a flashback point. or something. I don't recall. Yeah, I, I don't recall know. flashbacks with him and his family, but he's still old. But she's also Kilowa? Yeah, also Kilowa, which That's makes cool. sense. That's cool. Didn't she do another? Doesn't the voice of Kilowa in another I think so. show that we did recently? I didn't scroll very far on IMDb. Mm. That's was it cool. in Words Bubble Up that someone? So there was a show that we watched that someone was Kilua and someone was the voice of Gone in the same. Oh, show. I do remember that. What was that? I don't think it was Bubble. It may have been Words Bubble Up because some of the side characters were really big. One of them was no. Uh, it was it was in a. Oh, I was thinking of Bubble. One, one of them right, was Tanjiro in Words Bubble Up. One of the side friends. Hmm. Japan or something. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Bubble. Bubble. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking that, of Ranking of Kings. It was a show that I really liked. Someone was, but I forget. I never remember. Anyway. Mm. Konoha mm. is Hinata and Tokyo Revengers. Interesting. Which one's Hinata? Which the made me happy right? because... Oh. oh, no, the main the main lead female. The lead female. The spacer female. That, yes, but yeah. Hinata is the lead female in... Tokyo Revengers. Tokyo Revengers, yeah. yeah. Which, because when I first saw her, I was like, uh, Hinata... I, I thought the same thing. I thought this, and her name is yeah. Konoha. Yeah. So. Hey, when does Tokyo Avengers come back? I have no idea. I don't know. Anyone interested in season two of that? I I'd probably watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. I'm excited for it. Yeah? I'm upset that I'm excited for it. What? I, the plot is so dumb, but I want to see what happens. I mean, it's a cool time travel thing. Time travel is cool. The, like, gang teen. Hey, it got, it got way more real at the end of that Now last they're adult season. gang yeah. members. Yes. All right, best for last, and Maddie will like it. Mm-hmm. Tuya mm-hmm. is Damien in Spy Family. Really? That's cute. I, I could hear that, too, mm-hmm. actually. That's really cute. It. 
It the the show felt very familiar, and I couldn't place if it was like the art style mm-hmm. or if it was the voice actors. I was trying to like look up the animation studio. It didn't look anything super familiar to me. Um, I don't think I have it written down. But I couldn't tell, like, if I had seen this art style before, if I, like, yeah. maybe in the Vision series or something. Well, it, I just couldn't place it. It did feel like familiar is a great word, mm-hmm. I think. I felt the same way. Like, I just felt it kind of felt safe with the art style. Yeah. You know, which was nice, especially with, like, a Netflix anime. A lot of Netflix anime are kind of interesting. I think it was pretty Jimmy Neutron-y. Yeah, <laughs> oh completely Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked it. Maybe because it played it safe, I felt like just all the characters were more fun and I liked their designs. It was six point four out of ten. <laughs> it was like calming to watch it. It was nice to just have on. Yeah, me. yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. It was good. It's good. Good. It's good show. Good show. Good podcast. It's good. It's good. Good. It's good. Um, next time around, how about we do this about rent a girlfriend? <laughs> the show that I hate myself for being excited for. Um. Jake's already caught up. I have not caught up. Not caught up. How far are you? I have not watched season two. At all? <laughs> At all. Oh, get ready. I'm only like four episodes into season two, maybe three. Oh, really? And I'm just like, ugh. Dude, yeah, the first couple are. That's how I keep feeling. Oh, no. But, yes. but it's going to get good. I know it's going to get good. I'm, something's going to happen and be like, great. I love this fucking show. It gets show. good. I just remember Jake and I watching the first season and every couple episodes would be like, oh, my God, this can't keep going. And the next episode would be like, I've got to see what <laughs> happens next. <laughs> You feel that way by the end of it for sure. I just love reading the Crunchyroll comments on it because mm-hmm. everyone, the top comments always just like, God, I hate this show. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we can watch. That's smut. such a funny <laughs> That's a funny comment. I like that we can watch Smut. We have our, we have obviously our lines in the sand. Mm-hmm. But this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. It will never be it. <laughs> I will die with this show. Yeah. But we'll see you next time on Rent a Girlfriend. Season two. Mm-hmm.